Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio this podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing and the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this episode is The Voyage. The Call. Voyage The Call. Live right now. Come check out a mini horror sci-fi comic following the ventures of Sondaron, an intergalactic space explorer. Due to sleep deprivation, Sondaron has been taking every opportunity to stay awake. The constant nightmares have driven him to a point of madness, and he has no choice but to succumb and follow the calling in hopes to end this madness. Um, so this is on Kickstarter. Crowdfunded on Kickstarter. Just go to Kickstarter and search Voyage, colon, The Call, and uh, be one of the many to jump on this great, great crowdfunded Kickstarter comic brought to you by Inked Marketing. Oh, well, hello again, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 276. This is a highlight episode. I will be going over the stuff that happened this past week. Um, Yeah, from comic book day to comic book day, and then another day after that. Uh, (laughs) Stuff has happened, for sure. Books have been read. Um, There's stuff to speculate on. There's just good times, man. It's good times. So, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about where to get comics. I like to get my comics from Hooked On Comics. You know, they, I admittedly, they know it's not where I have my pull list. I keep my pull list local. They're out on the East Coast. I'm here in the mountains in Denver. Or, well, at the bottom of the mountains in Denver. Um, so, yeah, no, they're not my pull list, but when things happen, and things definitely fucking happen, uh, I go to Hooked on Comics for my new books. They have a pre-sale show on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's when you can get your hands on all those books, all the mistakes that may have been made when filling out your pull list or not filling out your pull list, Hooked on Comics is the place to go. Go to nsclivetv.com and uh, go into the channel guide and pick out channel 3. That's Hooked on Comics. And go to the Hooked on Comics Facebook page. Make sure you like the Hooked on Comics Facebook page. Uh, Okay, boomer. Fucking Facebook's for old people. You know what? Facebook is where people buy comics now. So get used to that. Young people, come back to Facebook. Believe me, I don't want to be on Facebook either. I'm not an old person, but it's undoubtedly one of the best places to buy comics because people like Hooked on Comics use it as a platform to sell their comics. So, 
there you go. Get in on the live sales Tuesday. Um, and then on Saturday, they have a badass uh, auction style type of show. And that is where you're going to get your silvers and your bronzes and your coppers and your keys and um, all of the good stuff. Your slabs, all of the good stuff. They're usually doing an amazing uh, charitable raffle as well. Charity raffle? Charitable raffle? Um, and it's always a great, great, great cause involving comics. So, Hooked on Comics, I cannot suggest them enough. Now, let's talk about the stuff that happened last week. Let's start with the news. Oh, where to begin? Where to begin? I'm going to start off with a little beef. <laughs> Drama. Drama. Yep. So, normally I wouldn't be involved in any type of shit like this, what I'm getting ready to talk about here. And two comic shops collide. Normally wouldn't care. But the thing is, is one of the shops... Well, I've got a dog in this fight. One of the shops is my local comic book shop. Uh, say what you will about Mile High Comics, but goddamn, they treat me wonderfully. And this is not a paid advertisement in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they definitely don't need me to advertise for them. So, <laughs> uh, my, my, my point is, is that old Chuck Rosansky from Mile High Comics and uh, Buddy from mycomicshop.com are having themselves a little spat. Uh, Chuck puts out a great newsletter. I really suggest you check out Chuck's Mile High Comics newsletter. Um, uh, he's, he's usually got something pretty profound to say. Uh, this week he kind of took a, a little jab at some competitors, you know, and he's, he's he could be pretty gloaty, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, you know, I, uh, I'm not sponsored. I could still have my opinions. You know, Mile High Comics, Chuck is very gloaty. You know, look at me. Look what I did. But at the same time, rightfully so. Um, so he was going on one of his, we have the biggest and best thing in the world. And he kind of threw in a little, uh, unlike our, our friendly competitors who have to rely on consignment, we've spell, spent decades building up our own inventory and we own 100% of our own stock and blah blah, or, 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 or yeah, our stock and yeah, well, um, you know, he didn't say anything false or untruthful in any way, shape, or form. He just said, you know, the, 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 the people at our heels right now and that's uh, way at our heels. The closest people to even being within looking range from our heels is, uh, you know, my, uh, they, they rely on other people's inventory to stay afloat. Us, it's just, it's just us, man. These are all my books. Well, naturally, Buddy from MyComicShop.com took offense to that. And uh, according to Bleeding Cool, they kind of brought about this, the, 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 they made this beef public. You know, Buddy puts out his own newsletter. I don't read it um, for a lot of reasons, actually. It's not that I just haven't gotten around to reading. I just know what he puts in it, and yeah. Uh, he's he, he's also hyper-political, as is Chuck, but um, not uh, or, uh, in, a, in a different way, in a different way. So um, uh, but Buddy kind of pushes it on... Uh, and they're, they're definitely not on the same side of political either, that's for sure. But that's not what this had to do with anything, and not politics. My point is, I don't read Buddy's newsletter because of what he puts in it. Um, fact is, when he came out to try to defend himself, he was really... Hmm... <sighs> juvenile. 
and saying so. He couldn't back up anything. He's like, well, no, we've got plenty. But, well, no, no, I don't... I don't know. There was just a lot of gaps in his argument. And uh, now everybody's patiently awaiting Chuck's next newsletter. And, you know, Chuck has actually been on this podcast. Uh, Check that out, man. That that man has some stuff to say. And I'm going to do my damnedest to get him back on. I know he's a busy man. Um, But, uh, whew. I, I, uh, and like I said, normally I'm not all about this kind of drama, but when, when it's my shop that's, you know, going national like this with this type of, you know, I'll throw it out there. I got, and it's Mile High Comics. Everybody knows Mile High Comics, man. Doesn't matter what generation you're from. Everybody at least knows of them. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is fun stuff. Um, my bet is on Chuck. <laughs> Um, being the, uh, the last word in when it's all said and done. And Chuck may be a stand-up guy, too, and, I mean, he is a stand-up guy, but, you know, he may be the, play the bigger man card in this situation and just say, you know what, fuck it. We know where we lie. He knows where he lies. He's just being petty, and I'm not gonna say anything back. Or, Chuck is gonna be the bitch that he is, and he'll tell you that to your own face, that he's a bitch. And, um, <laughs> and I don't mean like little bitch. I mean like, who he's a bitch. <laughs> um, he, he could fucking tear him apart too. I don't know. I don't know. This is fun stuff though, man. This is fun stuff. I get up in the morning to check the news before I record. And then I see my comic shop. Oh, well, I mean, actually <laughs> I take that back. My comic shop is actually Mile High Comics, which is <laughs> confusing considering they're going up against mycomicshop.com. So, um, Mile High Comics is, uh, <laughs> oh, man. always causing some shit. He and Buddy, they love each other, but they fucking hate each other more than anything. They respect each other. I can't say they love each other. They respect each other, but they can't fucking stand each other. And I know this firsthand because I spent some... Some, some hours in Mile High talking with Chuck and woo-wee. It's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. On with more news. It's kind of dramatic this week, man. Kind of dramatic. Let's see what we got. What, what else here? Um, all right, before I get into the other dramatic thing, the thing that I'm going to really rant on more than likely, I don't have a rant planned, but I just kind of have a feeling this is how it's going to go. Um, I'm going to talk about a very bold move that Image is taking with the convention scene. The convention scene is going on a new level, and uh, Image is going to attempt to take it out to sea. Um, you know that place where Corona started on cruise ships? Uh, <laughs> well, um, apparently, Image thinks it's super-duper wise to load up a bunch of unhygienic nerds onto a boat with a bunch of books. So let's put a bunch of books, a bunch of books, all these books on some water and fucking cross our fingers and see what happens. Um, I think this is probably... All right. If it wasn't... uh, A year ago, if you would have pitched this to me, I would have said, could be neat. See where it goes. I'd be on the fence. Seeing this now is probably the fucking stupidest idea I've ever heard of in my entire life when it comes to comics. This is dumber than DC backing out of Diamond. Um, this this is... Whew, all types of stupid. Um, guys, this is... A, whether you, you, you want to admit it or not, comic book fuckers are not 
hygienic um, in the majority. You know, so to to think that you're gonna have a bunch of uh, clean, conscious people all packed into a fucking vessel with a bunch of paper floating out into the abyss. I think this is stupid. There, I said it. I'm not going to keep repeating myself. I have said all the reasons. But now, it's not like this is going to happen this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming that they're, they're going to, you know, wait for Corona to be completely gone before they attempt to do this. But, you know, not to get scientific or political or anything like that, but if you listen to the scientists, they're saying, this motherfucker ain't going anywhere. So, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, as far as, you know, conventions in general. But, but, as far as putting me on a fucking boat, fuck that. No. Nope. You could pay for my press pass. You could pay for my cruise. I don't know. You pay for my crew. I don't know. No, no, I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't think there's masks thick enough to make me want to go out in that bullshit. <sighs> Remember? Remember how terrible cruises were in the beginning of Corona? How people had to, like, live on a fucking... Not, it's not like they got to live out to sea on a boat and party for an extra six weeks. No, they had to live in a fucking, like, porter potty-sized room and shit in buckets. Remember that? Remember bucket shitting? Yeah. Remember that when you're getting your walking dead signed. Uh, carrying on. <laughs> Ooh, hey, snarky. Bendis. The old Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Man, I have many feelings about. He was my first favorite comic book writer. My, uh, my introduction back into comics was... Civil War II, um, and Brian Michael Bendis' Iron Man run. Uh, I loved, I, I, you know, I, I love Civil War II, I really did. You know, that was my introduction back into comics, and um, after and then reading Iron Man, I thought, man, there's nobody out there that has Tony Stark's voice down better than Brian Michael Bendis. And everything that I was reading from his at Marvel was just absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, I could not say enough great things about Brian Michael Bendis. And then he did the unthinkable. Not only did he leave Iron Man and leave Marvel, he left for my least favorite character in all of comics, Superman. Uh, he went on. He went from writing my favorite thing in comics to my least favorite thing in comics. Now, say what you will about my opinions on Superman, whatever. But um, I I'm talking about my feelings for a second. So uh, you know, kind of you know, it's not like Bendis knows how I feel about these characters, and he's like, you know what? Fuck Brian. I'm gonna ruin his goddamn day. Uh, I'm gonna go write some Superman. I'm not saying that, but the, it, it still hurt. Like it felt personal to me. Like you, you went from doing the best thing to the worst thing. And then, and then the price of DC Comics after that first Superman, or right before that first Superman issue dropped, went from two ninety nine to three ninety nine. And this was to be able to afford Brian Michael Bendis's page rate, um, because at this point he is now exclusive to DC at this time. Well, the news is, the news has broke, folks, that Bendis has been released from his exclusive contract. 
um, from DC. So he is now free game. Now what this means is, uh, well, I mean, he, he, he can go back and write Marvel again. But I don't think that's going to be easy. Because he has some beef with Marvel. Some real beef with Marvel. Um, uh, he, well, not not with all of Marvel, but with some some certain execs, and you know, it was over his uh, di- it was essentially over his new diverse characters, Riri and Miles, and um, you know, they didn't really get big, whether you realize it or not. Miles didn't even get close to being big until after Bendis was long gone, um, and that's. It's what it was. Yeah, sure, I mean, people knew him, and he was popular, but not nearly on the level that he is now. And uh, same with Riri. Riri's getting a Disney Plus show. You know, so... Um, is the, I, I, I don't know... Will Bendis go back to Marvel and try to write some stuff? He's not... I mean, he could still write for DC. He's just not getting paid the way he was writing for DC, and he's not going to be on Superman anymore either. I guess he's going to go to Justice League, which is interesting. That I'm, I'm very interested in. I'd read the shit out of that. You know, I, I loved his Avengers. Um, I, you know, I, he's good at writing team books. I, I don't know. I just... Uh, this is big stuff, man. This is big stuff. Bendis being released. I don't know. But at the same time, I mean... I feel like since going to DC, I haven't liked anything that he's done. You know, I, I kind of liked Roll R a little bit, but nobody else did, so it was just forgotten about. Um, but now that he's not really writing, and I'm sure somebody will come in and do something better with the character, make him popular, and he'll get paid from it eventually. But <laughs> yeah, man, hasn't been great success for uh, old Bendis lately since leaving Marvel, since breaking my heart. Life hasn't been too sh- awesome, so uh, <laughs> you know uh, it's uh, I, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I I would like to see him come back and do a couple of uh, Marvel books, but I'm I'm tired of these exclusive contracts too. Altogether, you know, I think all writers should be able to write whatever the fuck they want, wherever they want. But who am I to say? You know, I. Free agent, man. Free agent. Will he do some more? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he'll do some indie stuff. Maybe he'll do some indie stuff since his his little line at DC got canceled. Young Reader Wonder Comics or whatever the fuck it was called. I couldn't get into it, but... Yeah. So, alright. Alright, that's the news. Um, say what you will. Definitely some drama. Some shit to be talked about. How do you feel about Bendis? You know, who do you have in the the MHC versus MCS dog fight? And would you go on an image <laughs> comics fucking cruise uh, right after a pandemic? I don't know. At Cheers to Comics, let me know how you feel. So let's uh, let's carry on to the next segment here as I drink my my pink drink. Mm-hmm. A little smoothie this morning. No alcohol. I don't have to raise a glass with booze in it. I can raise my smoothie glass to comics, right? Right? And still cheers to comics. Doesn't matter what's in the glass. You saying kids can't toast? Fucking... Oof, you should get that looked into. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm stalling. 
I didn't mark any of my speculation books. Let's talk a little speculation, just off the top of my head. You know, I don't think there's anything super massive, super massive to talk about, but um, I will say one thing for sure, uh, Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I called it. If you listen to pull list priorities, then you can confirm that I can say I was right. I said issue number 113 is going to be something. What it is? I don't know. I don't know. The only thing we do know for sure is is the full appearance of Dakai Razor. And that's rad as shit. But I don't think that's what's warranting the speculation behind this book yet. Um, it's kind of roller coastered a little bit. It's since petered off, you know, because that's that's how uh, speculation works. You know, it was going for thirteen bucks, and then it went up to I saw I think a copy go for nineteen bucks. It's down to like fourteen to eighteen dollars in that range. Not bad for a book that no one really knows why it's big, but I still think that. This is, in some way, shape, or form, going to tie into the last Ronin. Um, I, I, this Lita character is big. She is. I, I know she's going to do something huge, and it really makes me wonder because in the last Ronin, you know, they don't. There's no mention of Lita as of yet. So, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of questions still that need to be answered, and I think this issue of TMNT might do that. Or is going to start doing that. Let's put it that way. Um, more speculation. Let me go through the pile here. Uh, oh, um, Daredevil 25. The speculation behind that, that second printing, doesn't really seem to be there. Um, <laughs> and that's just... Yeah. Um... The, the the first cover, yeah, cover appearance of Elektra as Daredevil. You know, it was a thing at first. And people got really, really excited, and I think it was just super ordered. And, I you know, I'm fine with that. You know, if I order three copies on Speculation and then turn around and can't really flip them because everybody else pre-ordered books, that means that um, I'm doing my job to get people to pre-order books. You know, I, I'm fine either way. It's win-win for me, guys. You guys don't pre-order books, and I, then then I sell you the books for, um, you know, fair market value. So, that's, that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. So, win-win. I really don't think there was a whole lot to speculate on this week. Uh, I'm sure there is some DC stuff, but once again, if you've been following this podcast for any short period of time, you know that I'm still without my DC books. By the time I get my DC books, I will be a month in, so I don't have my my, my uh, DC stack to go through. I'm sure that there was a couple of little future state things that popped off, but nothing that I'm seeing. Um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, to the extent of uh, Teen Titans. Um, and even that, you know, I'm not... i got to take a look at that. I found out I'm not getting my Teen Titans books. All these books that, you know, I have back order or, yeah, backlogged for a month. Turns out the big hot books, the ones that I wanted the most, nope. Nope, DC or Lunar's not shipping them. So Lunar really fucked up their first week, guys. Their first week taking on both coasts of DC distribution. Because um, as if you don't know, Midtown backed out of distributing on the East. So, oh boy. Um, yeah. So I guess it's kind of a short little segment here this week on the old speculation station. 
Hey, look at that. I just came up with something. Uh, let's let's continue on. Let's just talk about the books, man. Let's talk about the highlights from this week. Um, I didn't really take a whole lot of notes. I, I, I'm hoping the books are a little more fresh in my head. But, um, yeah, let's, let's just get on with this. Let's start with uh, King and Black. Some stuff happened in King and Black. I did take a few notes on that. King and Black, Donnie Cates, Ryan Stegman, J.P. Martin, Frank Martin... So this uh, at this point, Dylan he's decided, you know, with the help of Spider-Man and a couple others, I'm going after Noel. Fuck it, kill my daddy. I'm gonna do this myself. And then, um, you know, the the, the big uh, the, the big question of where's Thor is answered. Thor shows up, and we get ourselves a pretty epic battle. Um, you know, everybody realizes that, yeah, Dylan may be the, the, the thing that can take him down, but we all have to protect him, including Thor. And Thor being the mightiest Avenger, mm-hmm, um, he, he gives, uh, Noel a little jaw-ripping, if you will, uh, quite literally, actually. He rips, uh, Noel's jaw off, but unfortunately, unfortunately, Noel gives him the old all black to the back, and seemingly Thor is dying. They Thor has fallen, and everything seems to be fucked. Until the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest hero in all of comics ever, Tony motherfucking Stark shows up. Because Tony's always got a plan. He's always got a plan, and I love it, and this is why he's my favorite. Tony's... Uh, so here's the thing. You know, Tony, <laughs> the character Tony Stark doesn't write himself. It takes a smart writer to create a smart character. So Donny Cates, man, that's who I want on Iron Man. Nothing against Christopher Cantwell. I'm loving Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man, this whole friendly neighborhood Iron Man thing we got going on right now. But um, <laughs> seeing what Donny Cates is capable of doing with Tony Stark's brain is mind-boggling. Because what he does is he takes um, the, the extremists, extremists, I don't know how to pronounce it, that thing, and uh, he, he's, he's able to get it, you know, he taps into the dragon hive and he's got the, or the, the, the symbiote hive and he's got the, the dragon symbiote and he somehow merges it with the extremists and then he uses that to control these celestials that Noel calls down upon when he sees Thor. You know, he fucking, he gets his jaw ripped off and before he stabs him he was like, hey look up there. And then, bam, all black to the back. And, yeah, but then meanwhile, we got to fuck take care of these Celestials. So here's what Tony does. Like, uh, you know, he takes control of one of these Celestials, and he fucking rock him, sock him, robots him. He has the Celestials fight each other under, oh my god, he's so smart, man. So smart. And I mean both Cates and Tony Stark. <laughs> this is, oh, I love it. I love it. But while all this is going on, it's being narrated wonderfully. And you, and that wonder is actually kind of the key word. Because it didn't dawn on me on who could possibly be narrating it. And then at the very end, spoiler, you see who's on his way to show up and attempt to save the day. And it is none other than Silver Surfer all blacked out with his, co- oh my god, his cosmic gorgeousness. You know what? I know there's a lot of people saying, you know what? Fucking this King of Black shit is probably going to be a bunch of dog shit. 
and uh, you know it's played out null ain't shit and blah 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 but you know what 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 Donny Cates has woven in the last year and a half two years of comics between Thor and Silver Surfer Black and Venom is absolutely incredible incredible you know, I think if Brian Michael Bendis wanted to come back to Marvel, um, I think Marvel would, they might just be like, you know, we kind of have a new guy. And no kind of about it. This dude sells books. Kate sells books. And for good reasons. Because the dude can write. I don't care what anybody says. I don't, uh, I don't care if you think that he's overhyped. Uh, I, I think that everything he's doing is undoubtedly good. If and you say, oh, he changes everything I love. Well, then you are, you are not allowed to bitch about anything ever being rehashed. Or they already did that story. You're not you're not allowed to. That's it. That, that card has been pulled. So, yeah. Fucking King in Black, man. Issue number three. We're only halfway through. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Jesus Christ. This seems like an end. The way this one was like an end. Um, more highlights this week. Uh, I, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about, unfortunately. Read some great books, but, you know, it's, yeah, um, Power Rangers. Power Rangers, this, <laughs> um, th th this was, uh, Ryan Peratt and, oh, shit, uh, why can't I, Mortarino, Mortarino, something like that. Um, but yeah, no, what, what happened, <laughs> what ha happened was, is, well, the, the, the Rangers, they're, they're taking on, oh shit, you know, I gotta open this up, I forget what they call themselves, it's a badass name that I don't wanna not mention, not the brood, but, no oh, fricks, um, shit, well, I'll find it, here, I'll mention it here as I'm flipping through, but yeah, we've got the uh, the the Omega Rangers in space, and as you know, they they have old Draken with them. But it seems like we've got a mutiny afoot. It seems like Draken went over to take on you know help out some enemies. The Horrid, the Horrid. Oh, that's so badass. Um, yeah, so uh, you know Draken standing there, and he's essentially kind of uh, coaching the, the the leader of the Horrid, and kind of giving him this 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 false hope and. Together they're gonna rule the world and all this other shit. I'm kind of thinking, like, wait a second. It'd take long for him to turn on the Omega Rangers. I thought he said he was gonna help some shit. And then he does. He does. He does the old stab in the back move, classic, and uh, takes out the leader of the Horde. And he he's able to get the Rangers through this this, this first obstacle on their way to, uh, well, uh, taking down these celestial type beings. These godlike creatures, beings, and uh, yeah, man, um, Power Rangers is incredible. The art is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's Ryan Peratt is the guy to write Power Rangers. I don't think there's anybody that should be allowed to ever write Power Rangers anything, comics, novels, TV series, movies, unless it's all backed by Ryan Peratt. Dude's a monster. Um. Let's see here. What else? Oh, Cable was dope this week. Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. You know, it's just right back where they, they left off before the old Ten of Swords event. 
and Cable realizes that he's got some mutant babies he needs to go save. So that's what he and his sister, um, Cassie Summers? Fuck, what's her name? Cassie? I think it's Cassie. Uh, whatever. Um, her. They, they go off and they, they fucking track down some goddamn mutant babies and they save the day. I mean, it's uh, just a straightforward type of issue, but entertaining. Entertaining. Never got bored reading it. Never got bored reading it. Oh, I knew there was something else huge. Uh, <laughs> fucking Avengers, huh? Avengers was gnarly this week, man. Avengers number 41, uh, Jason Aaron, Javier Garon, and David Curiel. Enter the Phoenix, part two. So, um, uh, Black, uh, it's got a little bit of everybody in it. You know, if you, if you follow Key Collector, that app at all, it says somebody dies in here. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. It's the, uh, the, the Phoenix is tempting the fuck out of people. Pinning people, uh, up against each other left and right. And there's some badass fights. Like, some of the people that take on the Phoenix Force, it's just, holy shit. Um, let's talk about, oh, shit, Centurion? Is that his name? God damn it. From, uh, Squadron Supreme. Centurion? Son of a bitch. Well, him, the leader of the Squadron Supreme, gets the Phoenix Force. Uh, I forget who they pin him up against. Howard the Duck gets the Phoenix Force. Um, there's just... Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible what we're watching, what we're seeing happen here. And then I mean, it's, this is definitely a setup for issue three for sure. You know, you could... Uh, definitely a setup issue. But the big one, the big one is, is the, it seems that the Phoenix Force has actually chosen who, who it wants, who she wants. And despite all these other battles, it's T'Challa. She wants the Black Panther. And, you know, well, the decision that he makes it verbally is, uh, nah, bitch. But I kind of get other feelings that maybe he did take the, uh, the whole thing as a, as a way of sacrifice, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to kill off Black Panther? As the leader of the Avengers, I think so. I do. Um, that, and that's just... that's that's Those were the big things that were really going on this week in comics. I wish I had some DC books to talk about, guys. I really do. The, the next highlight episode will be... Will be more. Oh yes, there will be more. Um, but I do have some honorable mentions for show. Some other stuff that, you know, I've got to talk about at least a little bit. Um, make sure I got them all here. Yep. Um, Walking Dead Deluxe. You know, oh, that's some old shit, Brian. Yeah, you know what? It is. But uh, I didn't read it when it was some old shit. When it was some new shit is what I mean to say. And now they got some new new. It's all colored and beautiful and gorgeous. And they couldn't have picked a better color artist to do this book, Dave McKay. And, uh, yeah. Once again, you know, I, I I see what the hype is all about on this book. At least in the early issues, for sure. Yeah, this is fucking awesome, man. This is good stuff. It's uh, And this is coming from a guy that, you know, his first introduction to The Walking Dead was through the series. So, yeah, this is all obviously very different. There's no secret to that. But seeing the differences actually, you know, on the pages itself instead of reading a Bleeding Cool article that explains what should have happened in the show. Um, yeah. 
I'm loving this, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn through all 193 issues. I really am. This is one of my most anticipated books every week now. Is The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, X Force, X Force number 16. It's it was great, man. It it was it was a kind of a filler issue in a way, but at the same time, a complete issue. If you want, I, I don't know. I I fucking loved it. Um, so that's I believe that's all I got around to reading. Let me just make sure. Yeah, yeah, um, as it goes through the rest of the stack here, that's that's all I got around to reading. I, I'm not going to do the honorable mentions that I didn't read um, on the podcast anymore, because now I talk about the remaining or the remainder of my pull list on YouTube. So if you want to see the entirety of everything I brought home every week on the day that I bring it home, then subscribe to the YouTube channel. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just going to talk about the stuff I actually read, not the stuff that I didn't get around to reading, which, yeah. There you go. Uh, so now, now, I guess we got to talk covers, huh? Uh, once again, um, I have been blown away by the Aliens covers. In a way, actually, I didn't expect. But I'll get to that at the end. Um, I think all of my covers this week... Indeed. All of my covers this week, with the exception of the King in Black wraparound variant. Um, are all Aliens covers. So, yeah, let's just dive right into it. The Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon cover. Who's... Oh, fuck. Oh, who... I forget who did this, goddamn Jacinto. Kim Jacinto, that's right. It is gorgeous, man. It is gorgeous. It's gonna look so beautiful on my wall. Uh, the, <laughs> the King in Black Aliens variant is amazing. I love All Black. I love this sword so much. Uh, the only thing I'm not a super fan of on this cover is kind of Noel's face. Um, it looks a little overdone, if you will. But overall, I mean, the, the the detail on the xenomorph, which is all that really truly matters in an Aliens cover, is fantastic. I can't wait to put this up on my wall. And then the Avengers. Uh, the I think that's Lionel Francis Yu and Sonny Go, according to them signatures. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking A. So good, dude. It's so good. I don't even know. I, uh, uh, they killed it. They killed it on this. These Aliens covers are just fantastic. But the big surprise for me is by an artist that I have... Well, I've kind of... I don't want to say I've talked shit about, but I've questioned before. Um, Peach Momoko. You know, I'm just, I'm one of those guys that I don't understand the hype. Like, most of her covers are super minimalist and um, almost kind of amateur in a way. Um, I'm not saying I could do better, but I'm saying that, you know, it's just not my flavor. And then she comes along and does this Black Cat variant. I'm not a Black Cat fan. You know, I don't give a shit about Black Cat, but here's the deal is that nobody, with the exception of uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, has put the level of detail <laughs> into this variant that uh, Peach Momoko has. Um, the, 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 the fucking eggs, man. The eggs and the queen. There's no other... I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen any other Xenomorph variants with a queen. Haven't seen it. Not only does she do the queen, 
she does it beautifully. Like, this is a stunning cover. This might go, when it's all said and done, at the beginning or at the end of the year, we may be talking Cheersy nomination. Is it better than the Daniel Warren Johnson cover? No, I can't say that. Not in my opinion, at least. But I think that this is the best thing that I've ever seen Peach Momoko do. And I love the Poison Ivy variant for the, the deceased fourth printing. I loved that. But this, this is my shit. This is my shit. I think Peach Momoko just proved that I like Xenomorphs more than Poison Ivy. Yep, I think that's just what happened. So those are my wall books. If you tune into the channel, you could potentially see these hanging up behind me on the YouTube channel. You know, a little background there. You never know. You never know. Um, so there you have it. There you have it. It's been a podcast. I wish I had more to talk about. It's weird not talking about DC for damn near a month straight. But we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Honestly, I wouldn't know how much I would have to talk about regardless because I said I wouldn't really be reading a whole lot of Future State stuff. But we'll see. We shall see. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys and girls and whatever the fuck you call yourselves. Um, I, I enjoyed talking. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, there's more books to talk about next week. That's for damn sure. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, check out Patreon. I'm actually for realsies putting new Patreon content up. Um, so I've I've got a my, the, the the creators I've been interviewing. I've been doing them multiple times a day. So naturally, with me only putting out one a week, I've got a backlog of them now. And I'm starting to get them all up on Patreon. So patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Doesn't matter what tier you join. Join for a buck and you're going to get that content. And some stickers too. Um, I, I really suggest that you check out Patreon. Support the podcast. Leave five-star reviews on iTunes. That really is the best way. Um, believe it or not, that will probably uh, lead to more fiscal gain for this show down the road than Patreon um, by leaving iTunes. So you can actually contribute to the financial gain of this show to continue to make it better uh, without taking any money out of your pocket at all and just leave five-star reviews on iTunes. Um, I'm almost begging you. <laughs> if you're a new listener just checking this out and you've made it this far, there you go. Um, start a poll list. Support local comic book shops. Pre-order your books to support the industry on all levels. Stay safe. Read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm Harrison. And I'm Jordan. And, and we're, we're the Green Freedom Podcast. Podcast. Do you want to listen to the number one gaming podcast on Podchaser? Of course you do! Wait, wait, is that us? Did you check that? There's! 
comedy, gaming, and movies. Join us every Wednesday on the Grief Burrito Podcast. Fuck. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'd that was, that was <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs>